Good morning, good morning. Today is Wisdom Wednesday podcast with Dr. Mary Seegers. And today is Wednesday, December the 8th, 2021, the last month of this year. And I am so honored to have my friend and a, a professional financial coach, Dorothea Kelly. How are you this morning? I am good. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Seegers. Oh, I'm so glad you said yes so that you could give wisdom to the audience today. But let me share with the audience a little bit more about this wonderful woman. Dorothea Kelly is an award-winning financial expert coach. She's a professional finance and business coach, author, and CEO of Money Chat. She is also CEO of Workspace Spark, a career growth and officer decor subscription box. Known for her charismatic, no-nonsense personality, Dorothea empowers people to reach their full potential, their financial entrepreneur and career goals with her coaching, her keynotes, and online services. Dorita has been featured in various national media, including CNBC, Black Enterprise, U.S. News, USA Today, and Experience connect with her and she'll tell us a little more about how we can connect with her because you want to reach out to this powerhouse. She will help you get your money matters straight. She'll show you how to uh, get geared up to invest. Just help us with things that we sometimes overlook. So with that being said, how are you? You want to just share a little more with your audience after that powerful bio? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm the founder and CEO of Money chat. Been doing that for many, many years. I do personal finance coaching, business coaching, um, and I'm just, I'm just elated to be here and, and ready to dig in. Right. You know, I was saying for December, you know, getting ready for 2022. You know, what happened to the year, right? Exactly. We are the 12th month, and, and December is going to be over, and Christmas is going to be over, and then January. But I was just thinking, people need to be financially fit. You know, yes. and I can you just share with the audience how it's not that serious to get to spend and get broke for that one day. I mean, it's a wonderful day. And then looking at it, it is to bankrupt. <laughs> what? You know what? Uh-huh. You're, you're absolutely right. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I do believe in sharing and spending and, and enjoying yourself, enjoying your money. You work hard for it. The thing that happens though is we, and I get, you know, I, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. Nice. I get caught up too. If you walk through the, if you just walk through the mall, you're like, oh, oh, oh. And then now everything's online. Amazon makes it so easy. You get bored, you start scrolling. You're like, yeah, I need that. Yeah, I need that. But the thing about it is you have to make sure that your finances are intact. Your retirement is intact. All of the long-term financial planning is set before you go crazy on a holiday or anything like that. Yeah. And, and here's a here's the other thing too. Mm-hmm. You have to set what you want to spend. A lot of people are just like going shopping. We list out everybody we're buying for, and we don't try to buy for everybody. That's first. And I always tell people list out everybody you want to buy for and put a dollar amount. How much are you going to spend? And don't go over. That way, it's yeah, you have a budget for your Christmas spending, your holiday spending, because there's several holidays being celebrated at this time. That's true. Yes. 
I know. Everybody, I don't think they like the B word, the budget, right? You know. <laughs> I know, but it is the foundation. And that's what I'm saying. I, I, I equate it to um, things that are hard, you want to try to do those first. And honestly, budgeting is so simple. It is it is plain, simple math. Money in, money out. It doesn't have to be hard. It isn't hard. And it just takes a little bit of your time to sit down and do it. But there's such a relief. And I don't know when it became something that was just so difficult and hard to do. It, but, but, that, but it is a trend now. So we call it a budget, we call it a spending plan, whichever it needs to be. You just need to make sure that you do it and it doesn't have to be difficult. Wow. I think we need to start when they're young too so they can have an understanding about the value of money and how to appreciate money. You know what I mean? Would you agree? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and any parents, and it's not just parents, people, you aunties, family, friends, share your knowledge with the young people in your life. If they can learn the latest song and how to do if a three-year-old can get on his phone, take it out of my hand, and start <laughs> playing a game, you can start teaching them about how to a little bit about money for sure. So just give them put a money game on there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Maybe we can create a money game, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. So what would you share with the audience um, about getting ready for 2022? I mean, you know, first of the year where we're kind of winter time and, and just kind yeah. of and we get on that Amazon. What would be some strategies that a person who's trying to be very uh, financially uh, fit, if you will, you know, able yeah. to not spend all their money, but able to save money? Exactly. Exactly. In the corporate world, the last quarter of the year is the time to look at your budget and plan your spending for the following year. And I tell everyone to do the same thing in their personal finance and their business. October, November, December is the time to sit down and say, what did I spend last year? And now with your online banking, they make it easy because they categorize things for you. How did we spend last year? Even if you kind of fell off the budget, got back on the budget, don't worry about that. Still go back and just take a look. Where was most of your money spent? And plan for the next year. Where did you fall short? Where was it that you spent a little too much? Or you went over? Do you need to add more money to that category? So for instance, one thing, your main categories are are food, utilities, transportation. Food is a big one. Because what people do is they budget for groceries, but they do not budget for eating out. But when you're looking at your food budget, I want you to have a line item for groceries and a line item for eating out because we know we want to go out sometimes. That's the thing about budgeting is you want, it's I, it's zero based. That means there's no money left over because you've allocated everything, including your fund, your saving, your investing, your goals, but also shoes, hair, tech tools, whatever it is you're into. You've put a line item there and you, you've given yourself some money for that because life is for the living. We are not, the goal is not to just have your head down. I have said this from the moment I started teaching money. The goal is not to just constantly have your head down, never spend any money, just hold on to your money and, and, and never enjoy it. That's not the end game. The end game is to build, get out of debt, save, and also have money for travel, vacations, art, the things that you love. You wanna have money for those things. So for me, for what I would suggest that everyone do to prepare 
prepare for 2022. It's number one, just have an honest conversation, sit down with yourself. A lot of us are gonna get some time off during this, these, the last couple of weeks of December. Have an honest conversation about with yourself with what you wanted to accomplish this year, what you did accomplish. Don't beat yourself up, we don't do shame. Now, what do you wanna accomplish financially in 2022? What that looks like is this, how much debt do you wanna pay off? Um, maybe you have student loans, or maybe you wanna put more in your mortgage. So I'll just take one example and we'll just say, uh, let's say you have $5,000 in credit card debt. And you say, in 2022, I'm getting rid of that credit card debt, I'm paying it all off. Well, your words have the power of life, yes, but so your actions have to pop back those words up. So you've gotta do both. You gotta speak it and you've gotta act on it. So now you wanna pay off that $5,000. What are you going to do January, 2022 through December? How much money are you going to set and pay extra on the card or student loan or whatever it is to meet that goal? So we speak it and then we put our action behind it. Wow. Absolutely. You know, and it sounds so uh, easy, but you know, do you think a person may need accountability, a partner to help them, you know, uh, fulfill those goals? Would that be helpful? Yes. Oh my goodness. I think that's a great idea. And, and that and that also the accountability partner speaks to leveling up your circle. So if, if I come to you and I say, hey, Mary, I'm trying to get my money on track. Why don't we do this together? Do you have some things you want to work on? OK, let's do this together. I want to pay off this here by March of 2022. What do you want to accomplish? And then once a month we get together to see and, and number one, to encourage each other. Yes. To make sure that we're on track. And here's the thing, let's talk about that for a quick second. Yeah. If you have an accountability partner, or maybe it's not official, but your friends and everybody's trying to level up their finances, mm -hmm. and you might have one person who is always super negative. You have to try to either say, listen, that, that's not how we're going to do this. When you think of a negative thought about your money, don't even speak it. Speak something positive on purpose. Because what will happen is if you're, if you're partnered with someone who is just always negative like that, mm -hmm. it will, put you in a damper and you'll wonder, you know, you'll be like, why am I trying to save money? I, you know, what What have we always heard? Um, you'll always owe somebody, everybody has debt. It's always something, you know, whenever I put two, two, one step forward, I, I'm pulled two steps back. That kind of thing, you just can't do that. So get with a positive accountability partner who is serious about making it happen and you two work together, or maybe it's a group of you are just leveling up in your circle absolutely i think it's an awesome idea and like you said what as you were sharing um those great strategies it really starts with the mindset you know you gotta you know you speak it of course when it starts you know i'm gonna have a change of attitude yes you know, change, behavior change you know yes and you know what that's exactly what i had to do so i was i was a young single mother mm -hmm. um i had help but at the end of the day it rests with you at the end of the day. So there were there were a lot of broke days, many, 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 many broke days. And I, I got sick of listening to my own self. I was like, oh my God, I'm so broke. I'm so broke. I ain't got no money. Everything was, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money. But I didn't have any money because I kept saying I didn't. And so then I got so sick of myself. I said, Dorothy, come on. I'm tired of you. <laughs> but you need to change what you're saying. And that's exactly what I teach people to do because it's that record that's playing over and over in our head. 
I can't go on vacation. I can't buy this. I can't buy that. Or an unexpected bill comes and it just crushes you. You're, I've been in tears. I've been in tears many days behind a bill for the kids, the dentist, uh, unexpected something that came up and I couldn't pay it. So I had even I, I had to teach myself, even when that stuff happened, no, don't go there. You have to talk, talk. Hey, I talk to myself. I have to talk to myself. <laughs> yes. This will be okay. This too shall pass. You're gonna make it through this. We'll find a way to, to work this out. Wow, powerful, powerful. Yeah. When you were saying those emergencies, you know, our car, our car went out, and you know, it's like okay, I had to, you know. So what about that emergency fund? How can you yes. put that aside and separate? And um, how would you, what would you think about emergency funds? I will tell you, when I learned about having an emergency fund, it was life changing. And I know people throw that word around, but when I tell you for a broke single mother with two daughters who was going to school full time and working full time, it was a breath of fresh air and I was determined to make it happen. So what the emergency fund looks like is that you put aside extra money left over after you pay your bills, um, in a separate account, we start with $250. Then you build that up to $500. Ultimately, you want to get $1,000 set aside in an emergency fund that you don't touch unless an emergency occurs. Right, right. So you do that by a couple of ways. If you don't have any extra money in, from your paycheck, it's time to get a second job. And in this day and age, it is very, I, I hate to use the word easy, yeah. but I feel like there's so many ways to make money and and increase your income these days that weren't available back in the day. Like I was, I did side gigs, I made jewelry, I sold candles, I cleaned people's houses in their office buildings. That was the easiest way to, for me to make quick money. That's what I did. People are still doing that kind of stuff, but now you've got Uber and Lyft and you've got uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash and all these Amazon that you can do to just go out, get in your car, make quick money, or even from home, they've got customer service things you can do at night after kids are asleep, all kinds of things you can do to make extra money. Honestly, you if, until you get more money coming in, the cycle is going to continue. So you find a way to get extra money coming in, and you the first thing you do is put a, get to $1,000 in your emergency fund. Once you finish that, then you go back and all keep making that extra money, start putting that towards your debts. The emergency fund is, is for those moments when the car breaks down. I remember I had a refrigerator go out <clears throat> and it was literally the difference from between me bawling up in tears on the floor and writing a check. Wow. I know what they both feel like, writing that check brings peace. <laughs> sure does. And, and, and a lot of people, get upset and they're like, oh, I say, I worked so hard to save that money. But what if you didn't have it? Cause they're like, they don't want to touch it. I was like that too, I'm like, oh, I gotta touch this money. But then I was like, whoa, I know what it looks like not to have it. Come so on. I'm happy I've got it, I'll get it again. Now that I know how to do it, I know the formula, I can do this again. So let me write the check for these tires. <laughs> and that pothole tore up my car. <laughs> and, so I can keep moving or something comes up with the kids yeah. or, you know, it's also those opportunities. Once you get past the emergency fund of a thousand dollars and you've paid off some debt 
and you're adding more to save your three, six, nine, 12 months of Mercy Fund, the doors open up because opportunities may come for the kids or for you. Maybe there's a trip that comes up that you just, you're like, oh my God, I wanna go on. I, I wanna do this. And it's not, it, it's no big deal for you to say, I can do it and I can pay cash for it because cash is king. That's right. I don't want to go into debt to do this. And you can do that. When you said cash is king, I, I, it always made me think when my mom, when I would go I'm shopping with my mom when I was a little girl and she would negotiate, I got cash now, you know. And so, <laughs> It's true. Cash is king, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and don't have to worry about the interest that you charge it, you know? Not at all. I, as you were sharing, I, I can see the passion that you have about that because you, you want people to be financially free, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, you even said something about being debt free. I mean, is that even possible? I, I'm claiming it, you know? It is. It is possible. It, it, it is it is very possible and everyone has to make their their choices so this is what i say about debt um it i i've had so many people tell me that it was not possible but i i know it is i've seen people do it i've done it now and i'll say this um debt the term debt is a tool so, and we've used credit cards for things. I don't want anyone to, you know, I've used credit cards. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is though, when I was young and broke, that I'm, that's not the time. If you're using credit cards and things like that, because what happens is people will say that is a tool. And the person who really can't afford to pay it off every month will say that is a tool. Let me go get a credit card, borrow this, borrow that. That, that is, Credit cards and things are not for not for that time. That person is not time. That's right. And a lot of people, I lived without credit cards, without everything, long for years. I actually, I was, um, I got married. My husband had credit cards, and he put me on his. <laughs> he couldn't believe I didn't have any credit cards. He put me on his. But we were in a position at that point in our lives that when the bill came. We could pay it. There you go. There's no way at 25 years old, 26, 27, with two kids, student loans, bills, that I could have managed a credit card. You know, so what my go ahead. I'm sorry. My advice uh -huh. is to stay away from credit cards for as long as you can. Pay cash for everything. That's, that's the advice I give everybody. Because if you borrow before, you may think you can pay it off at the end of the month, but you don't plan for life. Right. You don't, you know, you don't have an emergency fund, right. a sizable one. You, you know, there are certain things that have to be in place, savings, investing. I really, I really, I share with people, you don't need to borrow right now. Get yourself on a financial footing, pay off your debt, have, see some, some some money at the end of every month, some significant money, invest in your retirement and do investing in different things like that and be in a position so that no matter what you spend on that card, you can pay it off at the end of every month. Uh, you know, it made me think about my little grandson. Uh, he got his first little job at Franklin um, Apple Cider Mill. And, oh. You know, just from what Labor Day to Thanksgiving, 
Uh-huh. He just worked Saturday and Sunday. And so uh, we opened up a little bank account because they wrote him a check. And he, uh, he said, put, put the whole check in the bank. You know, I, and so they gave him a little debit card. And he said, I don't need this debit card. I said, well, that means money that's in the bank. You can only spend the money that's in the, you know, that's in the account. <laughs> but he is a saver. He said, he said, no. I, and then he'll come and say, well, Granny, can I borrow $20? I said, you got money in the bank. I want to That's right. <laughs> you know, that's what they always do. They always want to spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> want to save theirs, right? Yes. But I'm glad he's got that kind of thinking. You want to keep it, you know, and he'll look online to see how much I'm at $500 now. You're like, okay. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you try to encourage, you don't spend everything that you make. That's right. Right. That's right. We try to teach them to give some, save some, spend some. Yes. I like that. And when at certain ages, you can't just, we tell them 20%, but I, I, I tell young people, if you get a paycheck, what do you really have to spend? Put half of your check up because you don't have any bills or anything. Exactly. And we teach them how to budget. You want a new game. You want new clothes. You want to go on a trip with your friends. You know, you want to have spending money. We teach them how to budget very simply on paper themselves or on their phones. Right. Powerful. Yeah, they, they, they need to learn early. They really do. Because they are our future leaders that we make right. financial decisions. So they need yes. now, right? <laughs> yes, yes. What about uh, your thoughts on investment clubs? I know years ago I, I belonged to an investment club. And uh, it, it was, you got to have like-minded people, though. To you do, you do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think what, what people are doing a lot now mm-hmm. is um, the micro-investing. So first of all, mm-hmm. I believe in uh knowing what you're doing before you do anything but that's where people kind of get stuck because everybody's looking for something quick and they don't want to read and study so we want to get out of that so pick up some books on investing i have two chapters on investing in my book pick on some books on investing learn the basics understand the terms what's happening is everybody's doing stuff on their phone which i think is amazing but they're just doing what somebody else told them to do exactly so then they don't know what they're doing. They're just playing around with it to see, to see if they can make money. And, and you have to go deeper than that. So I do believe, I like the micro-investing with like Stash and some of these other companies. Acorn is great. They've been around forever. Mm-hmm. And you can save money, you can save your change, you can save a little money, you can invest. So you, and the, the good thing about those apps is they also have an education component. So mm-hmm. they'll teach you what you're doing, why you're doing it, and you can learn. Another good uh, site to learn is um, it's called Investopedia. Mm. I love them. I've been following them since they started. Right. And they, they do a really good job. They have like some one-on-one basics and different things on investing and other financial topics. And what I love about it is that it's just, it's easy to understand. Um, they also do this like investing or money word of the day if you subscribe to their newsletter. Mm-hmm. And that will help you just get started slow learning how to invest, what you're doing, understanding the terms, so that when you hear things on the news, it's not all foreign to you, Right. you know? And at a a minimum, start with your 401k, 403b, your work. If if you work for yourself, you can do an IRA or a self-employed IRA. Just start there so that you can have some money in retirement. Um, don't worry about age. Of course, the younger you start, the better. But 
don't worry about that. Just put, just start so you get, I mean, there's a tax benefit to it. So just start and um, don't take anything out of it while you're working. A lot of people are being advised, we got all that money in the 401k, take some of it out and do this and that other. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I also do not suggest that you do it to pay for kids' college and stuff. Um, you know, let those kids start at the community college. Yeah. And this is a this is a sidebar. Because <laughs> I, I dealt with this too. Our kids do not want to search for scholarships. Many kids do not want to search for scholarships. They don't want to do the work for those scholarships. So the parents end up either doing it for them because they don't want to pay because the kids want to go to these schools. Listen, parents, your your money will be forever tied up. If your children do not want to do scholarships and things, they can go to community college. They can work and go to school. Um, Trust me, I understand understand 100%. We all want our kids to go to the school they want to go to. I've been there. Um, But if they are not willing to do the work, you as a parent should not be doing all the work and you're going to pay for it and then go into your 401k and all this. Nope. Community college and trade school is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I read an article too, just to piggyback off what you just said, that most millionaires do not have the higher education. They don't. You know, because they, don't. they have that passion or that desire or that dream, mm-hmm. you know, that kept them motivated to yeah. do what they need to do. You know, they have a skill and a talent. There you they go. went to trade school and learned. Um, I don't know if you watch Blue Collar Millionaires, one of my favorite shows. It's like people who had a skill and a talent and they turned it into a business or they were able, I think about like IT and software too. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you can get a lot of certifications and you can build a very successful wealthy life without all the student loans. Yes, I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. Because when you have bills and debt and pressure, it's like pressure added on, you know. And yes. It, can be. yes. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it causes health problems and all this other kind of thing. Sure does. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this Workspace Spark? Are you CEO of that? Yes. Yes. So Workspace Spark was born out of my um, corporate career and my uh, money chat business. So I speak for corporations in different places on career and money. And what I noticed in the workplace, being a a leader in in the workplace and out speaking for corporations was everyone wanted to grow in their career and make money, but there was a disconnect between how they saw themselves and their brand at work. And a lot of times they didn't realize it, but they were sometimes their own worst enemy. So one of the things that I came up with was, I I love doing gifts and things. So I was doing gift boxes for my team and for colleagues and for friends and my mentees. And I said, people don't, because you look at people's desks, a lot of times there's nothing on it. And it was like, that means there's no talking point. There's no reason for anyone to come and say, hey, Dorothea, so you went to Hawaii. Oh yeah, I loved it, have you ever been? To engage in that conversation so that people at work can get to know you, get to know a little bit about you. Um, even even people, executives and VPs, and they didn't have anything. Like sometimes their offices were plain. So I said, what if there was a box? So I always decorated my space. <laughs> and I said, 
to myself, I said, what if I didn't have to go shopping everywhere and this just came to me every month? And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And then I added the education component and the training. So it's an office decor subscription box that also includes career advice and training. And every month we interview top experts in their field on any number of topics from resumes to giving to giving and receiving feedback at work. Mm-hmm. And the idea is just that real deal stuff that you're not normally going to get in any books that you that is kind of like the old school water cooler talk right. so that you can grow in your career and not sabotage yourself. And also so that you can learn how to handle conflict because sometimes conflict is very real at work it's true. and it's not your fault, but how can you handle it? So we, we talk about everything and it's it's been really good. We're going into our third year, actually four, but the first year was research. So third year of sales <laughs> and we do corporate orders. We do large orders. We've had, we've worked with um, IBM, EA Sports, some, some pretty, it's been pretty, pretty cool. Some pretty big names and yep, it's WorkspaceSpark.com. Thank you so much for asking. Yes. You know, I want the audience to know because, uh, you know, I want them to tap into that. You know, that's Thank powerful. you. That's powerful. Thank you. You know, because um, you have so much to offer. You know, you're adding value you. to people. So, you know, I always love that. Thank you. Yes. So how did the um, pandemic, did it impact you or your business or, or your um, your endeavors to do it, to do a little bit? And how did it, you- it did. <laughs> it did. So... I actually launched in March right. 2020, right? Right. So, my but the, the thing about it was that my business was, uh, now my personal finance and coaching business, what changed for me there was less speaking engagements in person and things like that. I did still do some virtual things and okay. events and summits and things. Right. Um, but it was less. Yes. So, so, you know, that, of course, you know, you don't want that to happen. Right. Um, but the... Workspace Spark launched in uh, March. It was always meant to be because I was used to working remotely. So it was always meant, and I had an online business already. So I had that in mind. It was always meant to be both for those who were in the office and who were remote. What I didn't anticipate was it being mostly remote. Right. (laughs) So I did have to do some shifting and some different planning Mm -hmm. and marketing, marketing differently. Like I had already prepared marketing for in the office. Right. And a little bit for remote, right. but I had to shift it all to, oh, this is your great work from home kit. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. And so um, that, and and so it was, and, and it was a bit of a blow because we had to be very careful with sanitization and how we did everything and making sure everybody understood it was safe, mm-hmm. it was fine, because that was the biggest concern at the time. Of course, it still is. Yes. So we still do all that. Um, and it was, it was a, it was a touch and go. I mean, and it was the first year. Right. We did, we did well. It, I was very proud of what we were able to accomplish. Great. Um, so it was interesting. <laughs> it's like a new normal, but you, that didn't deter you. You, you were, no. you know, well, yeah. at some point you're knee deep in, you spent the money, you bought the stuff. <laughs> you got to go forth. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, you got to go forth. Yeah, and that just shows your determination too, though. I Thank you. Thank well, you. listen, can you tell the audience how they can reach out to you? Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I I want everyone to, um, you know, I wanted to make sure I had something for the audience. 
Um, if you go to DorotheaKelly.com forward slash five steps, I have a free training for you that will get you ready to jumpstart your 2022 financial goals. And listen, share it with your family. One thing that we do is we do an annual vision board party with the family, kids too. We get everybody involved. Um, and so hopefully we'll be able to do that again this year because we couldn't last year. Right. But get everybody involved, level up your circle. Let's get everybody on track with their finances. So I've got that for everybody. So definitely go there, connect with me online. I'm at Dorothea Kelly on all social media. I would love to connect with you. DM, say hi. Let me know we came. You came from Wisdom Wednesday podcast. I'd love to chat with you, and that's how you can find me. Awesome, awesome. Reach out to her, and I'll put it also out on the, on the Facebook you. because you want to reach out and find out how you can get your financials uh, ready for 2022. Yes, yes. This year is almost over, and you know it's the past, but we got the future ahead of us, and it could be yes. right. And it goes yes. 2022, an epic year. Epic. Epic. <laughs> I know. Yes. <laughs> I thank you for spending time with us, taking time from your busy schedule to share your wisdom with us. You oh, know, I love you. I'm wishing you and your family a blessing and Merry Christmas. And thank I know you. we'll see you. Uh, see you soon. Yes. See you All soon. Right. Bye for now. Thanks again, sweetie. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye now. Bye.